Hey guys and welcome back to the Foot Spants and Everything in Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And today we go through match day 13 and 14 of the Premier League. Uh, the reason why I couldn't, you know, just do match day 13 as an episode, 14 as an episode and then 15 as an episode is because it's just too congested and you guys need top tier quality podcast because you deserve it. So we're going to start uh, just by going over the fixtures of match day 13, going over a few of the games, talking about, again, what I think, and then moving on to 14, and then at the end, we'll just have a big conclusion. So with that being said, let's get right into it, and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. If you do, please follow us on Spotify. It helps us more than you believe. And follow us on Instagram, Foots and Bants Pod. Thank you very much. I do like live Instagram stories there. So, well, I don't do live, but, you know, interactive. So, if you love the podcast, that's the place for you. So, let's talk about the big games first that happened this week. We're going to go Chelsea 1, Man United 1. And, honestly, I thought going into this game, Man United were going to lose 4-0, 5-0. And they didn't. And it was because... Of the way that Carrick set up this Man United squad. So he actually went with a lineup of De Gea, Tellers, Bailey, Lindelof, Bissaka. Remember, Maguire was uh, red carded. And then Fred, Matic, McTominay, Fernandez, Rashford, Sancho. You've got three attackers on that pit, on that starting 11. Right? And then the rest are defenders. And I tell you what. He, he dropped Ronaldo, but he's done a masterclass there. We defended, we defended, we defended. Hit them on the counter-attack. And Sancho gets his first Premier League goal following a Jorginho mistake. Um, and then Chelsea got penalty and Jorginho slipped it away. So it ended 1-1. But I just want to... Sorry. <laughs> I just want to talk about how Carrick sets up Fred. And how Carrick is different to Schultz guy in the way that in the two games that I've, uh, you know, this is before the Man United Arsenal game. In the two games, so uh, we played Villarreal and now Chelsea under Carrick. We've started to press. Uh, granted, it's not a good press. But there is a press there. It's not like... It's not as bad as the press against Liverpool where they just played through us. We're actually pressing a bit more like a team. And the way that he's lined up with this, it meant that Matic and McTominay could play, you know, as anchors. And it sort of gave Fred the freedom to push higher up because Fred's actually really good at pressing. Fred sort of pressed up. So Fred didn't really have a position as such. He was sort of floating around. And... You know, that's what we saw with Villarreal as well. Fred playing a bit higher up, and that's how Ronaldo got his first goal. So, credit to him. Credit to Carrick as well. And credit to Tellers. Tellers played good, uh, replacing Shaw in that game. Bailey played exceptional as well. Matic, McTominay. McTominay actually got man of the match. Um, yeah. Honestly, I feel more comfortable with Bailey back there than Maguire, but... You know, I'm not the manager. Uh, Chelsea lined up with uh, Mendy, Chabela, Silva, Rudiger, James, Loftus-Cheek, Jorginho, Alonso, Ziyech, Adoy, Werner. Um, and yeah, they were dangerous, but United kept them. 
relatively quiet. So it was a good result there. And after that game, it was announced that Ralph Ragnick has become the new Manchester United interim manager. What an appointment for Manchester United. It's so exciting for Manchester United fans to be seeing the club going in this different direction. He's interim for six months until the end of the season with a two-years consultancy role after. What that means is that he will be looking from a bird's-eye point of view. <sighs> Sorry. At, like, what the manager's doing, what's going on in the training ground. How's the, He's sort of like the manager of the manager, if that makes sense. He's also going to be in charge of transfers and... You know, with the director of football, um, Merton, I think his name is. I'm not too sure. And who is going to be the next Manchester United manager? You know, permanent Manchester United manager. You, you never know. If Ragnick's getting the team playing well, he might recommend that he becomes the manager for a bit longer. So we never know. Uh, moving on from this, we've got Man City 2. West Ham won. Good dominant result there from Man City. It was Ilkay Gundogan and Fernandinho to score for them with Lanzini scoring the 94th minute for West Ham. Leicester City thrashed Claudio Ranieri's Watford after thrashing Man United's, uh, after thrashing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United, ultimately leading to the sack. And, you know, that was a Madison in the 16th minute. And then Joshua King scored a penalty in the 30th just for Vardy to score in the 34th minute and Vardy to score in the 42nd minute. Then Bonavent should score in the 61st minute. And then you're sort of thinking, all right, all right, 3-2. This is going to be a good game. But then Ademola Luckman makes it 4-2 to Leicester in the 68th minute. It was a surprising lineup from Watford. They played Bachmann, Messina, Ekong, Cathcart, Femenia, uh, Loser, King, Sissoku, Cleverly, Hernandez, Bonaventure. No, Bonaventure is uh, Dennis, who is dangerous against Manchester United. So I don't know why they call him Dennis if his name's Emmanuel Bonaventure. Anyway, and Adama Lokman, you guys know him, he used to play for uh, Leipzig. He came through the Chelsea came through the Chelsea youth system. Dangerous looking player to be honest. Yeah, I like I like the look of him a lot. So yeah, uh Leicester lined up with a Schmeichel Castagna, Evans, Yunchu, Thomas. Sumarin, Diddy, Lokma, Madison, Barnes, and Vardy. Good result for Leicester there. Finally, uh, their form starting to change a little bit. In other places, Brighton nil, Leeds nil, uh, Brentford one, Everton. Actually, going back to the Brighton Leeds one, did you see that the Brighton fans were booing um, Brighton after that game, which their manager Graham Potter was not too happy about. He said, um, he said these exact words. Actually, he said, "I think we're standing." I want to see the Premier... Uh, we're standing about 9th, 10th in the Premier League right now. And I think I might need a history lesson at this club because, to me, that's pretty good. The fans are booing him. Rightly so, Graham. Rightly so. Give him. 
Give it to them. Give, I don't like people from Brighton. No offence anyone from Brighton. In fact, no, I do like people from Brighton. It's people, it's people from Bournemouth I don't really like. Nah, I'm joking. They've just got the weird farmer's accents. Well, that's like Somerset, isn't it? Exeter. Anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, we've got Brighton nil, Leeds United nil, Brentford 1, Everton nil. Everton still doing very poorly under Benitez. We've got Norwich nil, Wolves nil, Palace 1, Villa 2. Another result for Gerrard. Newcastle 2. I mean, Arsenal 2, Newcastle nil in Eddie Howe's first game. Actually in charge of the Magpies. Poor result for them. They still bottom up. They still stand bottom of the table. And then we have Liverpool 4, Southampton nil, And I'm calling it now. I'm going to repeat it every single episode. Liverpool are going to win the Premier League. Digolo Jota, see it, Digolo, had to actually quit his FIFA tournament that he was playing to go into a Liverpool game. And of course, he scores two goals. It, it's just Liverpool things to do, isn't it, this season? And as a United fan, it hurts for me to say it, but, you know, they're, they're just unstoppable. Jurgen Klopp is a prat. I hate him. Bloody prat. Right, um, moving on to match day 14. These were the midweek games, and we'll start with Newcastle 1, Norwich City 1, with Newcastle player getting a red card, and it was Kieran Clark in the ninth minute. So, again, it's just... Look, when Norwich are getting 69% possession, possession out of you, you're not too good. And right now it's looking like Newcastle are going to be the richest second division team, championship team um, in history. We've got Leeds United 1, Crystal Palace 0. It's not looking too good for Vieira at Palace now all of a sudden. Southampton 2, Leicester City 2. Just when we thought Leicester City's form was changing, it wasn't. That was a Bednarik in the third minute and then Evans in the 22nd minute so two defenders scoring then uh it first for either team and then Che Adams in the 34th minute and then James Madison in the 49th minute James Madison on a little good run for him there and we move on to Wolves nil Burnley nil Watford one Chelsea two so Watford actually good against you know the smaller teams and again it was Dennis on the score sheet I'm telling you he's looking dangerous and I don't see him staying at Watford for very very much longer. Mason Mount and CH on the score sheets there for Chelsea. Chelsea still continuing their dominant run of form. Uh, unlucky for Ranieri there. West Ham 1, Brighton 1. is a decent result for Brighton, I would say. Poor result for West Ham. And then we get into the 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 juicy parts. We're, obviously, we got Tottenham 2, Brentford 0. That was good for Antonio Conte. It was actually Cano's own goal. And then a human song 65th minute goal. So it, things are changing there for Tottenham again after their midweek disaster last week uh, against a team that I can't even say the name of. I have no idea who they are. And then we've got the Merseyside derby. We've got Everton 1, Liverpool 4. Wow. And they were saying that uh, the Everton fans were saying... Uh, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure on their on their slogan what it's called. I think it's Nice uh, Optimum. Maybe I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna Google it right now. Uh, so excuse the keyboard sound if you hear it. Everton FC slogan. So. It's nil satis 
Nisi Optimum, which uh, translates to nothing but the best is good enough. So, with that being said, Everton fans after this game were holding up Havana say say nothing but the best is good enough. Um, we expect Rafa, you know, uh, we expect that from Rafa, and basically they're super they're super angry with him to be honest. And if you're an Everton fan, message us on Instagram, email us, let us know what you think about the whole situation. Again, our podcast. Instagram is foots and bants pod. Our Gmail is foots foots and bants pod at gmail.com. So Damari Gray scored for Everton in the 39th minute, but that was already after Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah had put one away. So it was 2-1 going into half time. And then Mohamed Salah put one again in the 64th minute and Digolo Jota again in the 79th minute. And I've just got to say Salah is you know, we had a podcast title a few weeks ago saying, um, yeah, I think it was the Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, is Salah the best player in the world? And honestly, Salah is the best player in the world. Uh, at the rate he's going, he's criminally underrated. He's criminally underrated in the in terms of Premier League legends. And at the rate he's going, he's going to be breaking a lot more records. And I just see him going down in the history books as one of, if not the greatest Premier League player that we have seen. I honestly think so. You can quote me on that right now. Salah will be the greatest Premier League player we have ever seen. If you disagree, let me know who you think. Um, so Liverpool lined up uh, with Alisson, Robertson, Van Dijk, Matip, Arnold, uh, Thiago, Fabinho, Anderson, Mane, Jota, Salah, again dropping uh, Firmino. Everton lined up with Pickford, Coleman, Godfrey, Keane, Digne, Townsend, Decore, Allen, Gray, Richarlison, Rondon. So, yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know what's going on with Everton. I don't... I, I, I see him getting sacked very soon, to be honest. I see Rafa Benitez going very soon. And... That will be the sixth manager that gets sacked in the Premier We've gone through one quarter of the Premier League managers so far this season, right? That would be the sixth. That would be, yeah, six out of the 20 managers being sacked this season, which is, it's bad. It's a bad name for the Prem, but it also shows the competitiveness. If your team is not doing well enough, you've got to go. You've got to change things. That Man United left it too long and... Uh, hopefully Everton don't do the same because they've been good the past few seasons. Hopefully they don't ruin it. Uh, we've got Aston Villa 1, Man City 2. Ollie Watkins in the 47th minute. Ruben Diaz and Bernardo Silva scoring for City there. Um, City dominated 64% possession, 17 shots to Aston Villa's 9. You know, Gerard just couldn't win this one. Uh, Grealish didn't actually start Dart, Sterling and Mahrez started on either side when they Jesus drew, uh, through the middle and Silva through uh, the centre attack and midfield role. Ake actually started next to Diaz. And, you know, no Grealish. He came on, though, and got booed by the Aston Villa fans. Aston Villa started with uh, Martinez, Cash, Konza, Mings, Target, Ginn, uh, sorry, McGinn, Nakamba, Louise, Bailey, Watkins, Buendia, standard. 
Aston Villa lineup that you would guess. I find it disrespectful that the Aston Villa fans had the audacity to boo Grealish, to be honest. But... I don't know. Yeah, he's a club legend. I... I Yeah, I, I would find it disrespectful that, that they booed him, to be totally honest. Uh, and then we move on to the final game of the podcast, the match... The final game of match day 14, and that was Man United 3, Arsenal 2. So Carrick has actually won two of the three games, drawing one. So he has a, oh, if I do the maths, he has, well, he has a 100% non-lose rate. He has a 33.3333, oh no, 66 Point six 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 recurring win rate and then a thirty three point three three percent draw rate. So yeah, two two thirds win, one third draw, no losses. I'd take that statsman right there. I'll tell you that right now. If anyone needs a statsman for their football fantasy team or anything like that, you know who I am, Marcus Darwin. Uh so yeah. Arsenal started scoring in 13th minute with Emil Smith-Rowe whilst De Gea was down. Bit of a weird goal, but I see how it was given because it was Fred who, who stood on De Gea's foot from a corner. And then Fernandez scored in the 44th minute. And then it was half-time. Man United were poor in the first half, and then they came out in the second half with a different energy. Uh, Rashford down the right, Sancho actually on the left. A bit weird, but Ronaldo, great delivery by Rashford along the ground. Crossed the goal. Ronaldo slotted it to make it 2-1. Shoo! And then Odegaard scored two minutes later in the 54th minute to make it 2-2. And then he gave away a penalty. Uh, Fred went in, drove into the box. Odegaard tackled him. Clear challenge. At the beginning, the referee didn't even, uh, the referee didn't even give the, give the foul, and then play was stopped because it it was a penalty and it had to, uh, go to VAR. But yeah, it was a clear penalty, no card though, for Odegaard. But yeah, it was a great result for Manchester United. We welcome Ralph Ragnick to the team. He's looking forward to it. He said in his press conference that actually. We don't, uh, we don't want too many games like this where we're conceding too many and have to rely on a penalty from, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. He said that Cristiano Ronaldo will be a vital part of his plans. He said that Man United do not need any more attacking players when he was asked about his uh, Haaland clause, which he said was uh, basically BS. Uh, Rashford, Sancho, Fernandes, Ronaldo, Martial, Mason Greenwood, Ahmad. You know, and then you've got Mejbri coming through as well. You got Lingard. Those are all the attacking players. I I am looking forward to what Ralph Ragnick will bring to Manchester United. Uh, and I was actually look, Dallo started instead of Wambasaka. Wambasaka is injured, and Dallo played very very well. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, we'll go through the the league table. So we've got Chelsea first on 33, then Liverpool second on 32, City on 32, West Ham on 27, Arsenal on 23, Wolves on 22, Tottenham on 22, Man United on 21, Leicester on 19, 
Brighton on 19, Southampton on 18, Crystal Palace on 16, Brentford on 16, Aston Villa on 16, Everton on 15, Leeds United on 15, Watford on 13, Burnley on 10, Newcastle on 10, Norwich on 10. Man United are 11 points clear from last place and they are 12 points away from first place. So they're closer to, closer to last place than they are to so first place. Uh, the teams ahead of them, uh, if we're looking in terms of the top four, you've got Tottenham, who have got a game in hand there on 22 points. You've got Wolves in sixth place, with a, uh, who have played one game more, so they're on 15 games played, 22 points. Uh, and then you've got Arsenal in fifth on uh, 40, uh, 23 points, and you've got West Ham. West Ham are six points clear from Manchester United. Manchester United have to be transformed under Ralph Ragnick. And we'll see after what happens this weekend. This has been all for the first bounce and everything in between. Pod oh, we haven't done the winners and losers. Okay, uh, winners and losers of match day 13. I would say my big winners will have to be Liverpool with their 4-0 dominant result. And actually Leicester with their 4-2. And I've got to say the big losers will be... Big losers would have to be Everton and Southampton. Everton from losing 1-0 to Brentford. Southampton losing 4-0 uh, to Liverpool. Match day 14, winners and losers. I've got to say the winners would be Manchester United and Liverpool again. And I've got to say our losers have to be Everton. Yeah. That's it for the foot spans and everything in between podcast for this week's episode hope you all have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week i'll see you next week and yeah adios guys <laughs> <laughs>